Hello and welcome to another episode of the 4th Day Podcast, guys. Episode 5 in the books. Let's get it. Alright, so yesterday, big UFC event, UFC 203. The UFC after the big Connor and Nate fight. Um, Interesting card. <laughs> A lot of different things to talk about. Some would call it pretty good fight card for Ohio. First time in Ohio. Uh, shout out to Cleveland for winning the championship. Um, others would say a night of weird events. Why? Well, let's get into it. Um, uh, first things first. We could talk the Jessica I Besh Korea, but it was a back and forth kind of fight. Uh, I I agree with the the judges. You know, Besh, Besh Korea got the better of the shots. Um, you know, it's good that she wins. puts puts her back into contention. Yada yada yada. Moving on. Uh, so this is where this is why everyone tuned in. For UFC 203. Not because there was a lot of heavyweights fighting. No one cares. I mean people do care. But you know. The main attraction for UFC 203. Was CM Punk. Versus Mickey Gall. The questions. Can a WWE fighter. Another WWE fighter. Transition into MMA. Like how Brock Lesnar did. Back in the good old days. So what happened guys. Well. As many a guessed, Mickey Gall ran right through CM Punk. It's unfortunate, you know, CM Punk, he was given two years to train MMA at Rufus Gym in, uh, I think, no, Milwaukee. Very great gym, you know. Some of the best fighters come from there. I mean, you have Tyrone Woodley or Tyron Woodley, Anthony Pettis, Sergio Pettis, Ben Askren. I mean, you just have, like, some of the best of the best coming out of that gym. And, you know, it's unfortunate to say, but two years of training MMA is simply not enough to be fighting in the UFC level. I mean, you could say that Mickey Gall is still an amateur right now. You know, he he only had two fights coming into this one. A young guy, 24. Uh, But he he has been training seven years, but still... Seven years versus two years, uh, we all saw what happened, you know. Unfortunately for CM Punk, not only was he only given two years to train for this event, you know, he's coming from WWE, you know, they are athletic, they do a lot of hard work, but it's not really a sport, it's all, you know, it's all fake. But, um, simply, you know, he's 37 years old, he's old now, uh, he's been, he fought a very young guy with a lot of energy, 24, you know, super hungry, you know, a lot to achieve. Uh, and, I mean, two years of training just simply does not seem enough. I mean, maybe if you're a freak athlete, you know, maybe if you come from, uh, you know, a crazy wrestling background or kickboxing background when you're younger, you know, like, because people don't realize, like, Brock Lesnar, yes, he, he did the same transition from WWE to MMA. You know, he came in. He did pretty good. You know, he won the belt. People were amazed. But people fail to realize or people forget that Brock Lesnar was the NCAA champion. I mean, he was, like, undefeated in college. You know, this guy, like, he's a legit athlete. People don't realize that. You know, people want to say, oh, he's just WWE, a superstar. It's all fake. It's just show, you know. But people don't realize, like, Brock Lesnar, is, he's, a, he's a real athlete. I mean, he literally... 
uh, tried out for football. He he walked in and nearly got on the team. I mean, they said that he was a walk-on for the team. He went to the tryouts, and he pretty much got to, like, the last rounds of cuts. I mean, he was super close to making the cut, you know, for NFL. I mean, that's how much of an athlete he is. I mean, he was a walk-on and nearly got into the NFL. I mean, the guy is a freak. You know, he's athletic, as you can tell from his fights. And, you know, someone like CM Punk who, you know, maybe he's a great actor. You know, he has that great stage presence. Maybe he's just not athletic enough. Who knows? I mean, it kind of showed in that fight. You know, one looked old and stiff. The other looked young and full of energy, athletic. There was a huge difference in them. Um, I mean, it is, you know, it's unfortunate because this is CM Punk's first fight. You know, it seemed like he was ready to brawl. And CM, and then Mickey Gall was like, uh-uh. I'm going to shoot for your legs, take you down, maul you on the ground, and then submit you. So it is what it is. I mean, um... Maybe the game plan... Maybe they were surprised. Maybe they really thought Mickey Gall was going to try to make a highlight reel out of CM Punk. You know, whether it was like a shin to the head or, you know, a knockout punch, right? But Mickey Gall was not having any of that. He, you know, he comes from a very good submission background. And he showed. I mean, you know, in the lead up, it doesn't really show him doing a lot of striking. It shows him doing a lot of jujitsu stuff. And for him, it's his... It's his bread and butter. So he went to his bread and butter. You know, took took CM Punk down. Uh, threw a lot of ground and pump. Very nice ground and pump, let me say that. You know, bust up CM Punk pretty well. Almost got the first submission. CM Punk got out. Good for him. But, yeah, I mean, he looked great. Submitted CM Punk. What can you say? Uh, I also like what he did after the, the fight. You know, in his post-fight interview. Great words. Um, you could tell he was fired up. I liked his energy. Um, it made him seem, you know, interesting. You know, whether he can be a star or not, who knows? Only time will tell. But I like the fact he called out Sage Northcutt. It, it's a great idea. Uh, what better way to get further in the UFC, you know? I mean, it, it's a completely different fight, you know, from CM Punk to Sage North, Northcutt. But in my opinion, it kind of makes sense. Like, if you think about it, both Mickey Gall and Sage Northcutt, they're kind of new to the UFC. I mean, Sage... Has a lot of fights under his belt, you know. It comes from that that uh, karate or no taekwondo background or kickboxing background. You know, tons of fights, but both are relatively new in the UFC. You know, both came from looking for a fight. Uh, that U- the UFC show with Dana White. Both are young guys. Both are like rising stars. I think it's a great fight. You could definitely sell that. Uh, not you know a million buys, but you could definitely sell that for something. You know, for a future card. So that fight was uh, it was an interesting one, uh, but were we really surprised? Not really. <laughs> I think the bigger, I think a big surprise would have been if CM Punk would have won that fight. That would have been a huge surprise, you know. But unfortunately, MMA is a cruel world, <laughs> and one cannot simply train for two years and expect to do good in the UFC. But kudos to CM Punk for trying. <laughs> So moving on, Fabrice Verdum versus Travis Brown. Now this was an interesting fight. It's a rematch. First fight was great to watch. This second fight, though, I just I, I don't know what's happened. I mean, Travis Brown literally is getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, that guy, well, he was on a tear, right? You know, when he was training at Jackson's, he he looked like a freak athlete. He looked explosive. They always talk about how explosive he is, how athletic he is. 
You know, he has amazing reach. And now he doesn't utilize any of it. He simply looks like a walking, like, sponge. Like, he just, uh, he's a meat bag up there. You know, he, he doesn't utilize his reach at all. He doesn't really kick anymore, which I don't know why, because he has, like, the longest legs. He seems like he has great power kicks. I mean, look what he did to Aster Overeem, you know, considering Aster has, like, the weakest chin in UFC. But, uh, I mean, Travis Brown, you know, he, he has, like, the tools he in his kit to be great. And he doesn't utilize it, you know. Maybe it's because he's at a bad camp now. I don't know. But he is simply not the same fighter anymore. You know, whether it's, he's just too con- uh, content, you know, dating Ronda Rousey now. I mean, who knows? But that the guy, you know, he could have been a UFC champion back in the days. He seemed like he had great potential. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be happening anytime soon. But yeah, this fight was weird. Um, Verdum looked great, you know. He's doing all his funny stuff of doing backflip kicks on trying to get people to get to the ground with him. I mean, only he could get away with that since he has like the best, you know, jujitsu in the heavyweight division. But man, the way he started that fight, that was something, wasn't it? <laughs> I was I was expecting the two to meet in the center, maybe touch gloves real quick and then get it on, but no, not not for that fight. For dude was fired up. He ran to the middle of the octagon and threw a flying like reverse kick to Travis Brown, and it landed. I mean, it didn't it didn't knock out Travis Brown, but it certainly shocked him for a bit. And what a way to start a fight! I mean, Verdun looked great. You know, I'm always surprised how he's he's able to like. It's not necessarily how fast he is. I mean, he's pretty fast for a heavyweight, but the way he's able to land these punches is these um, combinations on people, it's always amazing. I mean, yes, it didn't work on Stipe, you know, when they fought, but, you know, when he was fighting Travis Brown, you figure he would, he would struggle. You know, Travis Brown is tall, a little bit taller, um, you know, able to, you would think he was able to get out of the way, but man, Verdun was able to land. And when he lands, like, he lands pretty hard. I mean, he even dropped Travis. I want to say he's the first UFC heavyweight to actually drop Travis Brown. I mean, you see these other fights where Travis got hurt. He didn't really fall to the ground. Maybe uh, except for the Kane fight where he took the reverse kick uh, or spinning back kick to the head. You know, he did fall for that. But considering a punch, I think that was the first time he had been knocked down by a punch in the UFC. And man, like Verdum, he looked great. You know, great combos. Uh, great, you know, he did leg kicks. It would be like punch, punch, leg kick, you know, one, two, leg kick. It looked great. He did body kicks. Uh, it was a little weird, you know. Like Travis Brown simply wasn't doing anything. He was just standing there taking shots. He wasn't really throwing kicks. You know, he threw some punches. I don't know why he went to that camp, really. Like, you know, you're an MMA fighter. You you want to go to a camp that's based on MMA, not boxing. I mean, Edmonds camp, that's a boxing camp. I mean, almost every fighter that's been going there just completely sucks now. So I don't understand why people go there, you know. And then, <laughs> not to mention the post fight, um, there, there's like that little beef there. I mean, you had Edmund like yapping off to Verdum, and then Verdum was, you know, yapping right back, and then he did a little push kick to Edmund, and there was that whole beef. Oh man, it was a weird night. It was a very weird night. I mean. Uh, for a second, I thought they were going to fight again. You know, the way that Travis and looked at Verdum and Verdum looked right back. I was like, are we going to get rounds four or five right now? Uh, let's get it on. Come on, ref. Let him fight. Let him fight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, 
It was it was an interesting spectacle. Let me say that a spectacle nonetheless. Um, I mean, you know, there's not gonna be any fines or whatnot. But seriously, guys, I mean, like Edmonds camp. Ever since the fall of Ronda Rousey, I mean, that camp is not good. I mean, I well, you can't really say it's the camp's fault. Well, they say MMA is a, is not only an individual sport, but it is a team sport. You know, you, you want to have the best guys around you, the best coaches, the best training, um, to be able to, to perform your best. But man, a lot of these fighters that are coming out of this camp. They're just not doing great. So I, I still don't understand what's the big draw for that camp. You know, yeah, Ronda Rousey was on a tear, but look at her now. I mean, she's in hiding. Uh, Travis Brown's gotten worse since going to that camp. I mean, come on, Travis Brown, go back to, go back to Jackson's, man. You might have a chance to win the title if you go back there. I mean, it's unbelievable what's been happening. But yeah, I must say, like that that fight was, you know, there was a good there was a good uh, Twitter message by uh ben rothwell i mean he said the heavyweights tonight all look like they were drugged you know seems fishy or something like that and he's right i mean you know you verdum look kind of funny travis brown look funny i mean even the main event it was weird uh the whole night was just you know not not the best representation of a ufc pay-per-view card to be honest but uh, yeah, Verdun won. You know, unanimous decision. No surprise. Travis Brown didn't throw a single blow, to be honest. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen to him. You know, he's been just like on a losing streak. He, the only fight he won really was like against Brendan Schaub, um, and then the one with Matt Mitrione. I mean, he just poked the hell out of Matt Mitrione's eyeball. He did the same thing to Verdun. Uh, what happens to him from here? Who knows? I mean, give him Ben Rothwell. Let Ben Rothwell just destroy him. I don't know. Uh, Verdun is tough. You know, he wants an immediate rematch. He didn't look too great. You know, you could say the rematch, could, the next contender could be Cain Velasquez. I would agree. Cain Velasquez is probably the best heavyweight right now. Um, it was just unfortunate he gets injured. You know, he got tired against the Verdun fight. But moving on. Uh... Yeah, I just want to say Verdum, he should fight Junior Dos Santos or Ben Rothwell. Uh, Kane should fight uh, for the belt next. And before I say who he will fight for the belt, let's talk about the main event. Stipe Miocic versus Alistair Overeem. Guys, last week I said that I wanted Alistair to win. I was hoping he would win. And it did not happen, unfortunately. I mean, it would have been nice, you know, uh, if Alistair won. It would have been like, you know, that whole... It would have been a great storyline. I mean, winning the Dream Belt, the K1 Belt, the Strike Force Belt, and then winning the UFC Belt. It would have been a great storyline. He could, he could have won, perhaps retire right there. It would have been a great career, you know. They could say he's the most decorative heavyweight of all time. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. I mean, it was, in my opinion, it was a weird fight. Um, uh, <laughs> it sounds like I'm giving excuses because I am. It seemed like Alistair, it really seemed like he wasn't training out of Jackson's camp out of this one. I mean, he didn't have, you know, Greg Jackson, uh, in his corner. I mean, he had his team, but he didn't have the Jackson. It, it was weird. Um, he didn't have Mike Winkle, Winkle John either. I'm not sure. I mean, I know he's training out of that camp, but. 
I'm not sure if he got the game plan from that camp. I mean, he had, he didn't throw any push kicks. He did throw his powerful body kicks, you know, which is great. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't throw any leg kicks or as much leg kicks as I expected. Um, Stipe is, is just, he looked great. I mean, he did get caught um, by Alistair. I, mean, I think that caught everyone by surprise that bunch. Um, but, you know, Stipe, as we all saw in that Junior Dos Santos fight, I mean, he has a great chin. Uh, he's probably only been knocked out once, I think, by uh, uh, Stefan Struve. But uh, besides from that, I mean, Stipe probably has a, he has a great chin. You know, he has a great heart, great fighter. Um, always pushes forward. I like what I really liked about Stipe in this fight was the the way he he pressured Alistair. He really made Alistair run. I mean, not like run, run, but the way he he just kept stalking Alistair, where he's like, I'm not gonna let you set up Alistair. I know you're great at kicks. Uh, I know you're great at counter punching, and he probably saw the fight between Junior Dos Santos and Alistair. He'd be like, "All right, this is what Alistair wants, where you're kind of both planted in front of each other, and then gonna strike." But the way that Stipe just kept, he just kept walking forward, just stalking Alistair. It was great. Like he wouldn't let Alistair set up, you know, get into a rhythm. He just kept forcing Alistair to reset, 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 and then he just kept catching him off guard. And then once, you know, Stipe he did get dropped early. Um, he almost got choked out in the guillotine, but the way he escaped that was perfect, you know. Uh, Alistair was trying to wrap his legs around Stipe. Stipe was able to, he escaped through his right side. Uh, he was kind of turned his body. He prevented Alistair from getting that perfect uh, tie-in with his legs and was able to escape. Once he got back on top, uh, he just continued what he was doing. You know, he just stalked Alistair, got him, to a, got him close to the fence, uh, was able to land shots, you know, land some good uppercuts. You know, Alistair, he, he has been struggling with his defense, you know. Like, he, he had no head movement in this fight. You know, he, he did his whole thing of hiding against the fence and trying to cover. You know, it doesn't work when you have, you know, 8-ounce gloves. Those gloves are so tiny, you can easily get your hands right through that guard. And, I mean, Stipe, he just pushed Alistair to the fence, slipped in those punches. Alistair tried to run to recover. Didn't work. You know, got taken down. And from there, pretty much the fight was over. I mean, Stipe just got on top and just, you know, punched his, pounded his face to the ground. I mean, it was unfortunate because Alistair's my guy. I wanted him to win. But Stipe was de definitely the better fighter of the night. But he looked great. Uh, definitely looks like, you know, now he's defended his belt. He, you can say he's a real champion. Uh, I want to see him fight Kane. You know, I think that's a great matchup because both of them like to push forward. So I think that could be a banger. I mean, Stipe is great wrestling uh, takedown defense. Uh, Kane is great at takedowns. Both can, like, bang, you know. Both have great chins, too. So I can see that being a great fight. Um, so what's next for, for Alistair? I want to say... I don't know. To be honest, I didn't like the way he looked. Uh, the way he really can't take shots anymore. You know, yes, people will say, you know, he took a mean uppercut. Uh, Stipe is a strong guy. But I feel like he just taken, he, he took in too many blows in his career. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not good to see him take so much damage. You know, he's fought, like, how many fights now? You know, he fought, like, 50-something MMA fights. Probably, like, 70-something fights overall um but yeah it's um uh, don't really like to see him take any more damage in my opinion i like to see him retire i know he wants to fight some more but personally i would love to see him retire and just you know stop all the damage he's taking already uh stipe 
I would love to see that fight against Kane. Maybe like December would be a good time for both of them. Um, but yeah, overall that was the UFC night. It was it was super weird in my opinion. Uh, yeah, definitely weird. Weird performances. Uh, weird aftermath events. But yeah, uh, moving on. So as I promised, guys, uh, keto talk. You know, this this week I wanted to get into specific meals that I eat. Uh, you know, like meal planning per se with a keto. Uh, maybe snacks that I eat, what I drink throughout the day. You know, condiments, blah blah blah. So let's get into it. Uh, keto diet, as y'all know, you know, I'm just gonna repeat myself. I know, sorry. It's high fat, meat, moderate protein intake. No carb, no sugar if you can. Well, definitely no sugar, but low carb intake if, if anything. So typically, you know, I'm very, you know, kind of busy. Uh, I'm also trying to save money. So, you know, I try to eat simple things. Nothing too complex. You know, you can. But relatively, what I've been eating, uh, you know, I wake up, you know, let's say 6 o'clock. First meal of the day, I'll eat maybe three, four eggs, depending on how I'm feeling. You know, whole eggs now, not no egg whites, you know, not no just egg yolks, just like whole eggs, whole eggs, right? And um, so that would be my first meal, you know, and it's not just by itself, you know, I, I try to have some fun, you know, a little bit of fun, put some seasoning on top, sometimes I'll put guacamole, because guacamole is nice and fat, it's avocado, right? You know, maybe some salsa, that's meal one. Uh, meal two, so, you know, let's say 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock comes around, I'm feeling hungry, um, sometimes I'm eating you know, maybe another, you know, three, four eggs, maybe five eggs, right? Sometimes I'm eating a piece of chicken breast, or not chicken breast, sorry, chicken thighs, you know, one piece, one nice big piece, right? Pretty heavy, maybe I'll say like a four to five ounce uh, ch- chicken thigh, you know, that's pretty satisfying. You know, and plus the way I, I like to prepare my food is like, you know, not super clean, so I'll like, I'll bake it, maybe I'll pan fry it, you know, but I just try to keep away all the carbon stuff. You know, meal three, maybe another chicken thigh. Uh, meal four, maybe another chicken thigh. Maybe meal five, I'll do like eggs, right? So as you see, you know, like high fat, high, that's pretty much a high fat intake. That's just a main meal. That's not really considering snacks. So that's pretty much um, to get all, at least all my protein in. Because, you know, I'm um, somewhat of a muscular guy. You know, I'm tr- you know, I'm not really trying to put on size, but I'm not trying to lose size. So I try to get enough protein. Where I'll kind of retain my current body size, like muscle mass. And for the fat intake, you know, to get that high fat intake level, you know, I'm eating egg yolks. I'm eating the skin off a of chicken. I'm eating chicken thighs, which is pretty fatty. Um, for all my cooking, I'm, you know, I'm trying to use like high fatty like oil. So I'll use coconut oil. That's, I think it's great. You know, I, it's almost like pan fried eggs. So they're, the, they're, you know, they're swimming in that coconut oil. Um, I'll do that for the chicken breast or the chicken thighs as well. Sometimes in between meals, I'll eat like a snack. So maybe I'll eat some almonds. Almonds are a pretty good one. You know, you can eat cashews as well. Walnuts. So nuts are pretty good. You don't want to eat too much because they do have some carbs. But uh, they do, they're great in fat. Uh, sometimes, you know, if I'm hungry, you know, I like to play my diet based on how I feel. Right? Because, you know, I'm not competing. You know, I'm not trying to look super, super shredded. Just trying to like you know remain the same, maybe feel better, maybe look a little bit, little, a little bit better. So sometimes I'll buy like you know cheese. Cheese I think is a great snack. It's pretty much just pure fat. 
It tastes great. You know, you, you can eat any cheese flavor you want pretty much as long as there's no sugar in, uh, part, inside of it. So, you know, I'll eat maybe some cheese in between meals if I'm, you know, getting a little bit hungry while I'm on the board, you know. So that those are like my normal days, maybe my clean days, I would say. You know, and then sometimes if I'm feeling a little, you know, I want to have a little fun with it for the week. So I'll be like, all right, this week, you know, I won't be super, super, super boring and strict, right? So I'll buy, I'll buy steak, you know, I'll buy steak and I'll buy like cheese. So last, last week I bought blue cheese. I'll also have like salsa, guacamole, right? So for my five meals, I will eat relatively a three to four ounce piece of steak. And on that steak... I'm putting guacamole, salsa, and with blue cheese. So as you see, you get decent amount of protein. Not crazy high, not super low, but like a good amount. And you get a ton of fat every single meal. And man, after those meals, not, like you feel so satisfied. But you're not intaking a lot in terms of like quantity-wise. So you're not really stretching out your stomach, um, which is important in this diet. So you're not really stretching out your stomach. You know, you're, you are feeling, you are somewhat filling it up, but you're definitely feeling satisfied because, you know, fat intake is what helps you feel satisfied when you're eating. And, you know, you, you get a lot of energy, right? Um, because, you know, you're consuming fat and, like, you're eating great tasting food. Like, please tell me, how, who in the world does not like, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, there is people, obviously, but who would turn down being able to eat steak? You know, maybe not a big piece of steak, but a nice juicy, you know, fatty piece of steak for every meal. I know I wouldn't pass up on an idea. I think it's awesome that I can do it. So, you know, I'll eat that maybe five times a day. You may think, that's crazy, Shane. Like, why would you do that? But let me tell you something. I mean, it's, it's great. You know, like, you look forward to every meal. You're not like, oh, chicken breast, oh, broccoli, oh, right? Every meal is like, mmm, look at this big piece of meat, you know, cooked perfectly, you know, seared on the outside, nice and red on the inside. And now, and it's not plain, right? You know, you have your guacamole, you have your seasonings, whatever you want to use, right? You also have your salsa, you know, you have the cheese. So you just have flavors on flavors on flavors. You're eating this food and you're like, there's no way I can eat this food you know, with on every meal and still be in great shape. But I'm a living proof of it, you know? I mean, even look at Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, you know, he's on Instagram. He doesn't post every single day, but he's a pretty active user, I would say. And man, when he posts his keto meals, like, that dude, no jokes. Like, I mean, yes, he is super active, right? So, you know, he should be eating a little bit more than the average person. You know, even though he's a little bit older, but, you know, he's active. I mean, he probably does what? Some form of MMA training a day. Uh, maybe does CrossFit. So I know he has a barbell company from Onnit. Or he owns barbells and stuff. Or like um, kettlebells. So I know he does that, those kind of workouts. But I mean, when he posts his meals, I mean, he, he's like super keto where, you know, he eats, he'll prepare a piece of steak and like jalapenos. And that's his meal. And, you know, and he has good, you know, good meat because he does, he hunts. So he has like the best quality meat out there, you know, I wish I could do that. But, uh, I mean, he's like living proof of like, you know, what you can look like with keto. I mean, you know, before he was in great shape, but man, ever since he started keto, keto I mean, he's been probably like, 
maybe not the best, but considering you know his age, his activity level. I mean, he's lo he's looking great, you know. So, you know, I can say the same. Keto diet is great. You know, you eat, you eat great tasting food uh, throughout the day. You know, I can drink coffee. You know, with obviously no sugar, right? You know, but you you put sweeteners. But for me, I like to use you know creamers, the sugar-free creamers. So I'll use the the mochiato. I think that's what it's called, Mo mochiato, or maybe the you know the French one. And I mean, you know, you can do like the heavy uh, Irish cream, the sugar. And you know, as long as it's sugar-free, you can have you can take it in. And I mean, this this diet is like you're constantly eating great tasting food all day long. You know, you know. What's also great is like I feel like it's flexible, you know. Yeah, you might look a little weird in front of your friends in the beginning. They'll be like, "What? You don't eat carbs? Why not?" You know, you want a diet? I mean, you are on a diet, but like for example, today was a going away party. One of our employees went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I mean, you're you're somewhat restricted, you know, because they have burgers or they have French fries and whatnot. But, I mean, what is Buffalo Wild Wings known for? They're wings, right? And boy, can you eat those wings. You know, you gotta, you gotta watch out for the sauces because some of them are sugary. But uh, say, you know, you, you want to do this diet. You're listening to my podcast. So you're like, Forte, please tell me. What can I order from Buffalo Wild Wings to get away with keto so I can go out with friends, have fun, but not, you know, feel out of place. Like when I'm on other diets where I can only eat chicken breast and stuff. I got you. I got you. This is what you do. You go to Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, if you're a big guy, small guy, you know, big girl, little girl, right? Whatever your appetite level is. You look at that chicken wing menu, right? You look at it. You say, all right, how hungry am I? Uh, maybe I'm feeling the small. Maybe a large, you know, right? Whatever, whatever you feel. Next, once you order that, you look at those flavors, right? Now, this is the, the important part. You know, you're looking at these menu. Like, all right. I can eat anything that's fatty, anything that's salty, you know, protein, blah, 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 but I can't have sugar. So you gotta watch out. Jamaican jerk, no, that's sweet. You know, anything barbecue, that's sweet, be careful. So this is what I'll recommend. You can go with the salt and vinegar. You can go anything that's pretty spicy towards the bottom, so like blazing, you know. You wanna, you wanna avoid anything mango, anything, um, yeah, none of the none of the fruity sounding ones. So you can go yeah, lemon pepper, vinegar. Um, you can do you can do Parmesan cheese. You can also do yeah, any, any of the spicy one like buffalo. But you got to avoid anything sugary. You do that, you can go buffalo wildlings anytime you want. I'm not saying you splurge where you're so full, but you can eat. Wings. I mean, wings is good. Wings is good for you. I mean, the way they make it, I think it's very simple. Pretty much, they deep fry and they put the sauce, right? And that's fine. I mean, that's protein. You get good fat from the wings already. And now you're getting all this fatty stuff from the sauce. I mean, that's match made in heaven, guys. Plus, you order the blue cheese on the side and you eat that sucker up. Because that blue cheese is fat on fat on fat. And what are we trying to eat? More fat. So you order that blue cheese, maybe even two, like me. And you dip those wings in that blue cheese and you splurge in fat. And trust me, guys, you will not be disappointed. I mean, you're eating this great tasting food. 
um, you're, you're, you're telling yourself, there's no way I can somewhat stay lean and stay in great shape and eat this kind of food. But you can, you know. So what, what's, what's great about this, right? You know, I always talk about the health benefits, but, you know, a big thing when it comes to dieting is, you know, in this day of age, in this day and age, a lot of what, you know, the social life is about going out, right? You know, whether it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the weekdays, you know, we're constantly going out, you know, going out with friends, whether it's to the bar, to the movies, to the mall, you know, to the beach, whatever it is, you know, we're always going out. And what is one of the biggest social events in hum- for human life is pretty much eating with other people. You know, some people say, no, it's not, but eating is probably one of the biggest social events we do on probably a daily, right? And that's what makes, you know, dieting hard because, you know, when you, you know, say you're, you start a diet, you know, it's a very clean one where you're eating like salad, chicken breast, but, you know, once you, you know, you go out with your friends, it gets tough because, you know, if you really stick to that diet, you, you're pretty much limited to, eat, to eating like nothing wherever you go. I mean, you can order water, unflavored iced tea. You know, sometimes you can order the salads, but most of the time you can't order anything. So, you know, you're stuck there. You know, you saying, oh, no, it's okay. I won't eat anything. Your friends look at you weird. You feel a little embarrassed. You're like, oh, crap. I'm, I'm, I'm actually super hungry, but I can't eat right now. And then you're looking at other people's food. It looks great. You're like, oh, I wish I wasn't on a diet. And they're like, you sure you don't want any food? You sure you don't want a little piece? You sure, you sure? We all have been through that. I've been through that so many times. And, you know, you're stuck saying no. Sometimes you give in and there goes your diet. You know, you're dieting for a week, right? You know, and then you maybe like after they said, you know, do you want to try some? You're like, ah, maybe I can eat a little and I can get away with it. Wrong. You know, you diet for you diet for a week, then you eat that piece of cheesecake or you eat that piece of you know something that's not part of your diet. Boom, put back a week. All that work for nothing. So what makes this you know this keto diet is like you can go out to pretty much any restaurant, fast food, you name it. You can find something that you can eat. Where you're enjoying yourself, you know, you don't look super out of place. Yeah, you might not have any carbs. You'd be like, oh, you know, you're not going to order any rice. You're not going to order any bread, blah, blah, blah. I mean, even if you go to a pizza place, I think you could find a way. Like, whether it's, uh, good luck with that. (laughs) You can find something. Whether you have to eat, you know, add another, get food from somewhere else and bring it over. But at least you're not sitting there, no food, with your glass of water, simply smiling and looking like you're enjoying yourself. With a keto diet, you can you'll find something on the menu you can order. Then you can you know you can enjoy, you can eat, you can socialize, you can pretty much fit in, no problem. You won't be that standout, you know the that that loo, you know you won't be that that oddball oddball in the group. So, you know, this is only a quick overview of my keto diet. You know, next week I want to get into more in depth more. You know, we can talk about different types of meals. That you can go with. Uh, so this was very, you know, simple overview. You know, the main meals I eat will be like eggs, you know, co- cooked in coconut oil. Um, you know, chicken thighs. Most times they're baked. They can be um, pan fried. And you know, steak. Those are kind of the main things I'll eat on a daily. Because uh, you know, I'm a simple guy. You know, I'm busy, structural engineer. Uh, you know, trying to save some money. You know, you these are not super expensive. You know. 
because I eat all of it just like by itself. Maybe some flavors, but there's guacamole and stuff. But not super expensive. Um, but yeah, next week I want to, when it comes to the keto topic, let's talk about like actual meals. So, you know, what what exactly I put in these meals, you know, how I prepare these meals. I want to get into that, you know, especially when it comes to the steak. I want to explain how I make it, how I make it taste great, how you can make it taste great, you know, um, and how you can just have fun with keto diets. I'll, like, I'll talk about, uh, you know, keto hacks. We, we have a segment called keto hacks. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, but we'll get into it more for the next episode. But uh, yeah, for this week's guys, a little bit short we- um, episode. You know, a lot of things coming up. Pretty busy week. Um, I will be making an episode sooner this week. Not the normal once a week kind of thing. I'll make another one uh, later this week. Before next week hits. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in for this episode of the Forte Podcast. Uh, sorry it's a little short. You know, kind of busy. But I just wanted to you know, make it, put an episode out there. You know, it is a little bit quick. I apologize. But I uh, will make another one uh, in a couple days to kind of help with this uh, short episode. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Catch y'all later. Keto out.